the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of the Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Welcome to the second night of our total recovery, our time of our halftime 2020. And I believe that you are getting blessed already. And I'm sure you are joining the fast you are fasting you are praying you are waiting on god tonight we are going to go into further study and then we will also be able to pray uh, it's my privilege and joy to welcome you to tonight's service i want you to bow down your heads haven't prayed we want to go to god again for him to speak to us open your mouth and ask god to speak to you in the next few minutes ask him to bless your life impart you with his word and put, prepare you so that you can be able to recover all that you need to recover for the remainder half of the year. Open your mouth and speak to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you praise. We honor you and we bless you. Thank you so much for all that you've done. And thank you for the first night. Thank you for the second night also. Thank you that in this night, you are meeting us at the point of our need. Your word is coming forward with understanding and with power. No one retains the same. We give you praise. We give you glory. I have access to revelation. And I have access to clarity of thought. Your word goes forth with precision and accuracy. Thank you that no man tune into this broadcast now or watch it hereafter will ever remain the same. Be honored in this service. Spirit of God, in Jesus' matchless name. Amen. All right. So let's get straight into God's word. First Samuel chapter 30, verse 1 to 8. First Samuel chapter 30, verse 1 to 8. We we'll read from the New King James Version. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that Amalekah had invaded the south and Ziklag and attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken captive the women and those that were there from small to great and they did not kill anyone but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city and there it was burned with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Camelite, had been taken captive. Verse 6. Now David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abiata the priest, Ahimelech's son, Please bring me the ephod here. And Abiata brought the ephod to David. 
So David inquired of the law. Let's read verse 8 in the message version. Verse 8 in the message version. Then David prayed to God, Shall I go after these raiders? Can I catch them? The answer came, Go after them. Yes, you will catch them. And yes, you will make the rescue. As we wait on God in this season of prayer and fasting, even as David prayed and God answered, I came to announce to you tonight, every one of your prayer expectations shall come with testimonies in the name of Jesus. You will call and he will answer and he will show you great and mighty things which you know not. We established on Sunday during our third service that there were lessons that David, David's life, David's the process through which David recovered all the things he lost. There is a lesson, there are lessons we can learn from it. And we established that there were five lessons to learn. Number one, we said that David identified the real cause for his loss. That's why David was able to recover all. He recovered all because he identified the real cause for his loss. Anytime we have losses, if you are unable to establish the reason for the losses, the losses continue. If you are running a business and you don't know why you are not able to meet your target again and again, your losses will continue. I come against every form of losses around you in the name of Jesus. So we established that that was number one. Number two, David also was able to recover because he strengthened himself in the Lord is God. If you are going to run, if you are going to pursue, if you are going to overtake, and we are going to recover all, we need strength. And so David needed to strengthen himself in God. Number three, we said that David sought recovery from the right source. Your item is missing, but if you don't know where it is, you cannot locate it. Whatever you have lost from the beginning of the year to now, it's not, it's not with anybody else. Nobody else can restore it. Nobody can recover it for you but God. So we have to go to God, who is a God of recovery, who can empower us to recover everything we have lost. David sought the recovery of his, his items from the right source. And then number four, we said David engaged appropriate covenant keys that helped him to establish total recovery. In the book of Matthew chapter 16 verse 19, he said, Lord, I give, uh, and I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. The keys of the kingdom. David engaged the keys. And with the keys, he was able to recover all. And then, of course, David pursued until he recovered all. And I want to encourage you to pursue. Make sure that this fast, you are standing in prayer, you are standing in the fast. You are not just going through the emotions, but you are seriously committed and you are praying along. You are studying. If it's fellowship, we are meeting, you are part of it. You are joining the on online meetings and you are praying along with us. That's important. Yesterday night, we looked at the fact that David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. He strengthened himself because total recovery will not come without a fight. For you to experience total recovery, you must be ready to fight. That's why you need strength. And then again, he strengthened himself because total recovery can never be accomplished in the energy of the flesh. Again, we said that he needed to strengthen himself because there are situations we find ourselves in in life where nobody but God can strengthen us. And we went on to establish six ways by which we can strengthen ourselves in God. Number one, we said we strengthen ourselves in God when we feed ourselves constantly and continuously with the word of God. Again, we said we strengthen ourselves 
when we depend or we feed on the communion as often as possible. And then we strengthen ourselves when we set time aside like we are doing now to fast and to see God's face in prayer and in fasting. And then number four, we say we strengthen ourselves by speaking to ourselves, speaking words of encouragement to yourself. That is one way we strengthen ourselves. Number five, we strengthen ourselves when we stay in fellowship with the brethren. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeared before God. Every time we come into, together for fellowship, we are obtaining supernatural strength. We are recharging. We are just like a, a car that has been driven to the fuel filling station to refuel or to re-energize. That's what we do when we come into fellowship. That's why the Bible says we should not neglect the fellowship of the brethren and much more even as we see the days approaching. And then of course we said we strengthen ourselves where we maintain the joy of the Lord at all times. The book of First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 16 he said rejoice evermore. Again in Philippians 4 verse 4 he said rejoice and again I say rejoice. The joy of the Lord is your strength any day any time. May nothing be able to take away your joy. May nothing deny you the joy of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. In this third episode or in this third part, we are focusing on covenant keys for total recovery. Like I established earlier, David has engaged some covenant keys that empowered him to experience total recovery. And from now to Friday and possibly maybe Sunday, I'll be sharing with you some of these vital covenant keys for total recovery. If we must recover the things we have lost, if we must recover our finances, recover our spiritual energy, recover our spiritual strength, recover everything valuable we have lost, we need the right keys. And it's, I'm happy to let you know that the keys have been given unto us already. All we need to do is to engage them. David engaged some of these keys. The first key we saw that David engaged was the key of prayer. When we read 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6 to 8. Suddenly David was in a very worse trouble. There was a talk among the men, bitter over the loss of their families of stoning him. David strengthened himself with trust in his God. That's the first thing David did. He strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Number two. He ordered Abiathar the priest, son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod so I can consult God. Abiathar brought it to David. Look at verse 8. Then David prayed to God, shall I go after these raiders? That was the next thing that, the next vital key David engaged. And that was the key of prayer. The key of prayer. Beloved, I want you to appreciate that prayer is a vital key. I remember when we were in Sunday school, they used to tell us, prayer is the key, prayer is the key, prayer is the master's key. Jesus started with prayer and ended with prayer. Prayer is the master's key. I'm sure most of you watching me can identify with that song, that Sunday school song. Prayer remains a vital key. Jesus used the key of prayer. The early church used the key of prayer. And you and I have a responsibility. Anytime we have a challenge, and at all times, not only when we have challenged, but prayer is the key we are called to use at all times. The Bible says men ought to always pray and not to faint. He said pray without ceasing. Ephesians says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Colossians, he says continue in prayer and watch. 
continue in prayer. So prayer is something we are called to do. Prayer is something we are called to continue in at any time, at any day, or, or at all times. Prayer is one of the things that God has not placed a time limit on. We are to pray in season and out of season. Just as we have been admonished to preach in season and out of season. Prayer is vital. But even much more when we are pursuing recovery. Even much more when we have losses around us. Even much more when we are faced with affliction. And the Bible says in the book of James chapter 5 verse 13. It said, is anyone afflicted? Let him pray. If anyone afflicted, let him pray. David was faced with affliction. His wives have been taken. The wives and children of his soldiers have been taken. And his men, loyal men, had turned against him. And were contemplating on stoning him. That was a worse affliction David could deal with. And in such an affliction, David lifted up his voice and he called on God. David prayed his way into recovery. The scripture is replete with different kinds of people praying for recovery. Not only did David pray for recovery, but in the book of uh, Isaiah chapter 38 verse 1 to 9, we saw a king by the name of King Hezekiah. King Hezekiah was told by a prophet of God that he should set his house in order and that he was going to die. This was a man who was sick. He was sick. He was plagued with a very severe disease. And then the prophet comes to tell him, set your house in order because you are not going to recover. You are surely going to die. The Bible said Hezekiah came to God in prayer and he stood on the altar of prayer and spoke to God in prayer and said, Lord, I choose not to die. My days are not due yet. You promised me long life. You promised me good health. And so on the basis of your word, I refuse to die. He went to God in prayer and we are told, that he cried unto God and God heard him and he was recovered. Isaiah 38 verse 8 to 9. Behold, I'll bring the shadow of the sundown which has gone down with the sun on the sundown of Ahaz. Ten degrees back or so, the sun returned ten degrees on the by which it had gone down. This is the writing of King Hezekiah of Judah when he had been sick and had recovered from his sickness. I don't know whether you are sick. Maybe you are watching this uh, broadcast at the time where you are afflicted in your body with one sickness or the other. If you will lift up your voice and call on God, I see restoration coming to your body. I see healing coming to your body. I see recovery coming to your body. Ezekiah, he prayed on the bed of sickness. God heard him and he was restored. Not only did Hezekiah pray his way into recovery, but Job also prayed his way into recovery. We are told that in the book of Job 42 verse 10, and the Lord restored the losses of Job. When Job prayed for his friends, God restored the losses of Job when Job prayed for his friends. As we pray in this season, get ready for total recovery. Anything valuable you have lost, God is restoring them to you on the platform of prayer. So you can see that prayer is a vital key for total recovery. Until we pray, we cannot recover. If you are not ready to pray and seek the face of God in this season of fasting and prayer, I cannot guarantee total recovery for you the remainder of the year. But if you stand in the place of prayer, night and day, at all times, interceding for praying and making supplications and interceding for others. God who restores, God 
who guarantees recovery will bring you total recovery in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe that, go ahead and type amen in the comment box. Now, we also see in the New Testament, a man by the name of Blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus was blind and he needed his sight restored or he needed his sight recovered. And the Bible said, when he heard that Jesus was passing by, he cried with a loud voice, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. And when he petitioned God on the basis of mercy, when he petitioned Jesus on the basis of mercy, God heard him and restored him his sight. Again, we see the woman with the issue of blood, afflicted with an affliction for a period of 12 plus years and could not find a way out. When she stood in the place of prayer and said in her heart, this particular woman prayed like the way Hannah prayed. She said in her heart, oh God, if I will but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. That was the prayer she made in her heart. And upon getting the opportunity, she reached out and God heard her prayer and restored her. I declare unto you, whether you are praying from your heart or you are crying out aloud like uh, blind Bartimaeus, expect total recovery. This season of fasting and prayer, this season of prayer and fasting will bring you total recovery in any area and every area of your life. Two kinds of prayers that are vital to provoke total recovery. Two kinds of prayers. I just want to walk you to two kinds of prayers. The first one is personal prayer for guidance or direction. Personal prayer. If we look at the prayer David prayed, it was a prayer of guidance. It was a prayer of guidance. David did not presume to know the way into total recovery. Some of us, we have lost some things. And we are not sure. We don't know how we can recover them. You have lost a job. You don't know how to pray. Maybe you are praying that God should restore you that job. But God's mind may be different. God may be setting you up to start a business on your own that will end up great, bringing you much more money than you expect. That's why we don't, just, we don't just have to pray the way we want to pray in these times. But we need to pray for his guidance. David prayed and sought God. He asked God, he said, shall I go after them? Will I overtake them? And God said, go ahead. You will overtake and you'll recover. That is the kind of prayer I want you to pray at this time. I remember at the beginning of the year, we pray such prayers that the will of God will be done in our lives at all times. And I want you to pray, even as we have come to the middle of the year, I want you to still maintain this prayer. This is one of the most important prayers you can ever pray in your life. That the will of God will be done. That God guide me. That is a prayer I pray for myself every time. And I pray for those I lead. Our, our, our church family, I pray for them constantly. That they will walk in the fullness of the will of God for their lives. David did not presume to know the way to recovery. He asked God, who is all-knowing, to show him the way out. And God showed him the way out. I pray that in this season, you will pray for God's guidance. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, it said there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Again, in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 25, it said there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, the end thereof are the ways of death. That's why you and I need to be guided by God. 
That's why we need God's guidance. We need his protection. It may be a business you want to start. It may be a marriage you want to start. It may be some school you want to go. It may be a travel opportunity you want to access. It's important you table before God. Lord, must I go? Is it your will for me to go? Is it your will for me to launch out this business? It is very, very crucial. Why? The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 14 verse 48 verse 17. It said, that saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, thy Redeemer. I am the Lord thy God. I am he who teacheth thee to profit and leadeth thee in the way you should go. There is a way you should go. There is a right way for you to go. There is a profitable way for you to go. And until God shows you, you'll be walking on the right way. It's my prayer and endless desire and cry that in this season, God will guide you. God will lead you by his spirit. God will order your steps aright. The Bible said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighted in his way. May God take delight in your way. May God order your steps aright. May God guide you every step of the way, every month of the second half of the year in the mighty name of Jesus. You will not miss your way. You will not be misdirected. You will not be misguided. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will hear a voice behind thee saying, this is the right way. Walk in it and you'll find rest for your soul. If you believe it, go ahead and type a big amen. One day, the man Isaac faced with the challenge, faced with losses. He decided to pack his bag and baggage and travel to a different place. He felt that what he had lost was too much, so he decided to travel. But before he traveled, God visited him and told him, Isaac, don't trouble. Stay in this place. For I will be with you and I will bless you. And at the time of great famine, at the time of great difficulty, because Isaac was supernaturally guided, God gave him supernatural harvest in the midst of famine. And it's my prayer that in this season, as God guides you, he will bring you supernatural harvest. He will bring you supernatural increase. He will bring you enlargement like never before. I speak it over you. I speak it over your business. I speak it over your family. I speak it into all our churches in the mighty name of Jesus. Shout a believing amen or type a believing amen if you are online now. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. In this season, God will direct your path. In this season, God will guide you in the mighty name of Jesus. So the first prayer that David prayed for recovery was personal prayer for God's guidance. So in this season, make sure that apart from the corporate prayers you are praying, personally, you are going before God and you are asking him for his guidance, for his protection. You may want to change a job in the second half of a year. Put it before God. The fact that the pay is good does not mean that God wants you to move. It's important. You may want to travel outside. Put it before God. I know we are in COVID season. But if God wants you to travel, he will still make a way for you to travel. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Presented before God is crucial. Make divine guidance. Make God's direction. Make God's will a priority for you in this season of fasting and prayer. Don't just be praying what you think or what you desire but presented before him, asking him to guide and to direct you. The second prayer that we need to pray if we must experience total recovery is a prayer of intercession. That is in a prayer of intercession. 
intercessory prayer for others can also set us up for total recovery. Praying for others in need of recovery positions us supernaturally to experience total recovery. That's what Job did. In the life of Job, we realize that David, Job experienced total recovery. He experienced recovery. And he had his recovery because he prayed for his friends. David did, Job did not pray for himself. He prayed for others. Let's read Job 42 verse 10. When Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. When Job prayed for his friends, I pray that in this season of fasting, it will not just be all about you. In fact, one of the reasons why I realize most Christians don't pray is because every time they are praying, it's all about them. But the moment you begin to intercede for others, you realize that there will always be something to pray about. Sometimes you don't have money. You have money. You have a job. You have a wife. You have children. So you may not necessarily have a need in your life to pray about. But even when you don't have a need to address, prayer is designed to be a means of fellowship between you and God. And then, quite apart from fellowship, prayer is a platform, is a medium for intercession for those who are in need. You may not have need, but others have need. You may not have lost your job. Others have lost their jobs. You may not, you may not have need for children. Others have need of children. You may not need a wife, but others have need of wives and uh, husbands. That's why you need to stand in the place of intercession and pray for others. The Bible said, Job, who needed some things himself, Job, who needed a turn around himself, could not access it until he prayed for his friends. It just tells us about the mystery of the power of intercession. Every time we intercede for others, the Holy Ghost takes over and begins to pray for us. The Bible says, likewise, the Spirit helped our infirmities. For we do not know what we ought to pray for like we ought to. But the Holy Ghost intercedes for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. One way I believe the Holy Ghost takes over to intercede for us is when we stand in the place of intercession for others. So make sure that in this fast, that's why every time when we are doing our monthly fasting and prayer, we spend volumes of time or we spend great amount of time praying for the church, praying for others who have need. Sometimes people don't understand it, but it is one of the shortest cuts to getting your own needs met. One simplest way to get your own needs met is to pray for the needs of others. When we stand and we lift up our voice and we pray for the needs of others, God steps in and he turns our captivities around. Praying for one another is one of the biblical commands we have in the New Testament. In James chapter 5, verse 16, he says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. So you and I have a responsibility to pray for one another. We have to pray for one another. We have to love one another and we have to intercede for one another. So when a brother is challenged, maybe in his marital life, maybe in his economic life, that is the time for you to stand in and begin to pray. Sometimes a person may be aware, sometimes he may not even be aware. But God who sees you in the secret, interceding for such people, will reward you openly. P praying, praying for others always provokes supernatural interventions for us. Job prayed for his friends. God turned his captivity. Maybe if Job had prayed for himself, God would have turned his captivity, but maybe he would not have recovered twice. But when he prayed for others, God stepped in. And he said, okay, you are making it for, happen for others. 
Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together. So God fulfilled that scripture in the life of Job. In this season, as you stand in the place of prayer, making personal supplication and petition for guidance, and as you stand in the place of intercession, interceding for others, I see God stepping into your matter. I see God turn your own captivity around. Now, imagine this. David, Job prayed for his friends and God turned his captivity and gave him twice as much as he had before. Imagine, when you and I, we don't just pray for our friends, but we pray for the advancement of the kingdom. Imagine what God will do. Just imagine for a moment. Job prayed for his friends and God turned his captivity. What do you think God will do for those who will pray for the kingdom of God? Because for God, his kingdom is a priority. In this year of kingdom, uh, uh, what do you call it? Kingdom addiction. We need to understand that God's kingdom remains a priority. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added. Job prayed for his friends. And twice, twice of what he had before was added. But when we pray for kingdom advancement and kingdom enlargement, all these things are added unto us. That's why in this season, you have to join in the intercession that is going on. Make sure that you are praying for the salvation of lords, souls. Make sure you are praying for the advancement of the kingdom. Pray for church leaders. Pray for the church to grow and to advance. Pray for the church universal. Pray for missionaries across the world. It's important. The moment we begin to lift up our voice and we begin to agree with God and pray that kingdom come, God makes sure that the needs in our lives are also made available to us. I pray that the grace of God will rest upon you. I pray that the strength of God will come upon you, that you'll be endued with might from on high to be able to stand in the gap for yourself and for your loved ones, for the kingdom of God and for the rest of humanity. May you receive supernatural grace for personal prayer and then for intercessory prayer. Receive that anointing now in the mighty name of Jesus. In the next few minutes, we want to pray. And we are praying for God's guidance. We want to pray that God will guide you. The Bible says in Psalm 48, verse 14, it said, this God is our God and he will be our guide even unto death. You want to pray and say, Father, guide me. Guide me unto death. Guide me by your spirit. Guide me. Guide me. The remainder of this year, guide me. Guide me in July. Guide me in, uh, in August. Guide me in September, October, November. Every month, guide me by your spirit. Lead me on the right path. Guide me. Lift up your voice and me to speak to God. Lead me, Holy Spirit, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Lead me on the right path. Show me your way, O God, that I may walk with you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, guide me on the right path. 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 Lead me where my money is. Guide me to it. Where my goods have been stolen to guide me to it. In the mighty name of Jesus, guide me by your spirit. Guide 
me by your spirit. Guide me by your spirit. Guide me by your spirit. Guide me by your spirit. Lift up your voice and continue to pray. Guide me by your spirit. Guide me, guide me, guide me all through the remainder of this year. In this second half, I don't want to be making silly mistakes. I want to be led. I want to be guided. Even as you have committed yourself to guiding me, guide me by your spirit. Guide me, Lord. Guide me every step I take. In the moment, in the, every moment I wake, Lord, guide me and have your way in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. So it shall be in your life. You shall be divinely guided. You will not miss your way in this season. In the mighty name of Jesus. Finally, we want to pray. And this time we are interceding for all those who are sick, particularly those who have been affected with COVID-19, those who are afflicted with COVID-19, and other ailments in our nation, other sicknesses and disease in our nation, and across the nations of the world. Let's lift up our voice and begin to pray for healing. The Bible says we'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Let's open our mouth and begin to pray for everyone who is sick. God turned the captivity of Job when in the midst of his sickness he prayed for his friends. Open your mouth and pray that God will turn the captivity, every sickness, every disease, every affliction in this nation and across the nations of the earth. Those who are in hospitals, those who 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 whom July will meet at the hospital. We are praying and say, Lord, visit them and turn their captivities around, set them free, restore healing and health to them. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' precious name. Father, we thank you. We bless you for healing across the nation. Let the healing wings of Jesus blow across the nations of the earth. Beginning with our nation. Bringing healing and wholeness to as many as have been affected and afflicted by COVID-19. And we pray that all who are in the hospital at this time, let set them free. Break the yoke of sickness over their lives and restore wholeness and total recovery to them. We thank you for healing and wholeness for all those who are sick at this time. In Jesus' matchless name and the sins of God, typed an amen. Great. It's time for us. Maybe you're watching the broadcast and you have not born, you have, you have not given your life to Christ. You are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, I want to be born again. I want to give my life to the Lord. You want to pray this simple prayer of faith with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity to hear your word. I admit I'm a sinner. And I confess that you died for me. I believe in my heart that you are the only Savior. I confess with my mouth that you died and rose again for me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for making me your own in Jesus' precious name. If you pray that prayer in faith, I want you to know that 
you are born again. The Spirit of God has taken residence in you. You are now a child of God. We want to hear from you. We want to know you. We want to be able to help you in your work with God. Send us an email. Send us a WhatsApp. Stay in touch with us so we can help you to help you to grow in God and to become all God will have you become. The Lord bless you. The Lord preserve you. The Lord keep you wherever you are in Jesus' precious Pastor Afraqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages, as well as books by Pastor Afraqua, please call 0540-122-670 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afraqua on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services. 7 a.m. first service, 8.30 a.m. second service and 10 a.m. our third service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service at 6 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanama Ejekuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santa's Runabout, Kumasi. God richly bless you.